Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a successful business, I've met directly or indirectly many successful people from entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes someone successful? Do we even know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create it for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Stephen Short is the CEO and founder of Hawkins & Brimble, a male grooming brand that has taken advantage of a booming global market. They have brands for beard, body and skin and are growing quickly with ambitions to be the leader in the market with their quintessentially British style. It gives me great pleasure, therefore, to welcome the CEO and founder of Hawkins and Brimble, Stephen Short. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Good morning. I'm really looking forward to this. Straight into it, if I may. Um, One thing I know about you, Stephen, four businesses in the last three years. Is that not glutton for punishment? (laughs) Uh, yes, a little bit. Um, I think I, I uh, had a rebirth and um, some people have called me an entrepreneur, which is a bit upsetting, but um, decided to go a bit mad and um, launch uh, the four different businesses um, virtually at the same time. Um, so yes, a glutton for punishment, definitely. Well, I remember back in 1996, had twins, got married, started a business and moved house. It kind of seemed similar in many ways. Tell us about Hawkins and Brimble, first of all, because we were introduced by a mutual friend, weren't we? And uh, we all have quite a bit in common, but um, I'm really interested in this particular brand. Yes, it it is a big market. Why that particular foray into business? Um, I've I've had um, quite a bit of experience in the health and beauty distribution industry, um, having worked with my other brothers. Um, and I'm a creative, so I, I um, always wanted to have my own products or um, anything really um, that I could create myself. And um, I saw that there was um, a lack of um, choice for men um, in the beauty category um, and especially in sort of the natural end of life um, and felt that uh, it'd be good to plug that gap. Um, and also other things that virtually every man I've ever met uh, says is that they have sensitive skin. So again, it's important, um, including myself, um, to use products that don't sort of um, inflame or irritate your skin. Where does Hawkins and Brimble come from as a name? Um, we <laughs> out of the a little bit. Um, no, we we wanted to create a very British brand, um, so we did some research around nineteen um, thirties barbers and English gentlemen. Um, and my surname Short, um, which isn't the best of names to use for a, for a men's grooming brand, so we we came up with the Hawkins and Bremble, who right. are two gentlemen uh, we we found um, through our research. Okay, so. Um- I'm I'm really interested to know more about how you get started as a business person because lots of people who listen to this podcast are are thinking about setting out on the road to business and they just don't know where to start. How on earth, having identified an opportunity in the market, as you've said, how on earth do you even start? I think um, I cheated a little bit because um, since the age of uh, probably eight or seven, my father was... 
um, a very keen businessman and we were subjected to um, dinner conversations about business um, every day. So I think I think it's sort of almost bred into you or through nurture um, and that sort of spirit of buying and selling was something that that, that um, I enjoyed very early on. Um, I've worked in that industry for 20 years, so I got a lot of insight into how to run a business, um, the right and the wrong ways, and, you know, we had made some mistakes along the way. So when I uh, decided to um, leave that business, um, I already had a good head start because I, I knew um, – some of the pitfalls that a lot of startups can can be subjected to. Um, that said, it, it, it I didn't really realise how hard it, work it was going to be. I thought, um, you know, let's create a cool men's brand um, and sell it in lots of shops. And, uh, you know, um, and I had a, a decent amount of savings at the time. Um, I, I know t- I met... I make a point of saying at the time. Um, not so great now. Not so great now, yeah. So, um, yeah, so so I, um, I, I've i got some good insights for startups, I think. Um, so one of them is um, you've there's never been a better time to start a business as now. Um, in the last five to ten years, um, software is has has moved to the internet and um we run our um business on um two or three different pieces of software which cost us probably no more than a hundred dollars a month um and which is quite an incredible thing and it's a lot different to the half a million pound servers that we used to buy in my previous business so that's been a great help um we when we get an order on the internet um for instance from one of our three websites um the order my phone makes a cha-ching noise um which is enjoyable irritates my friends greatly um and uh, I love that that's just fantastic <laughs> and uh, the order goes um directly through to our warehouse um and is picked same day and um invoiced to our account system uh, immediately so there's literally no human interaction apart from obviously the picker. Um, so it's a really slick business model. Um, and there's lots of other areas that we've managed to make the business very streamlined. So our grand total of staff are um, three full-timers and three part-timers. And that basically runs the three of the four businesses. And then the override message is if you want to make Stephen Short's phone go ka-ching, you have to <laughs> yes. place an order. I love well, that. I've been That's told to turn it off. It would have been quite fun to leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many, so many orders we get yes. during this interview. Exactly, yeah. I mean, my, my um, uh, you know, one of the questions, uh, what's your definition of success? I should say it would be when my phone is making so much noise that <laughs> no one can stand it anymore, which would well, be great. On that subject then, um, you know, a lot of people find it very hard to, to find success. And I think Wikipedia recently changed their definition of it. What what, what do you think has, has made you successful? What do you see as success in your in your life? Have you got there yet? Are you on the way? Have you already achieved successes to a greater or lesser extent? I mean, what? It's a really difficult question because um, I'm not sure the answer myself quite yet. Um, I think, you know, you start becoming, uh, um, you start, thinking about life a lot more when you get to my ripe age of 46 and about what's important. And obviously family is, 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 is gotta be prioritized where possible. Um, 
But I think you could argue, um, a lot of people said to me, wow, you must be so happy and proud of what you've achieved with Hawkins and Brimble. Um, and I say yes, but I, I, part of me just wants to do more. And I think this is one of the um, slightly um, negative things about being an entrepreneur is you never can stop. <laughs> and it's a bit like a drug. You have to just keep keep doing more and more. And, and um, that drives my wife insane, of course. <laughs> How do you... Um- Going back to the getting started bit, okay, you come up with a great idea, you you dream up this product in your mind, um, but but who do you go to? You know, is it is it as simple as a business plan? And you go and look for some money. Is it a support <clears throat> network? How how do you kind of get over the line? Because a lot of people are still stuck there with an idea and nothing more. Um, well, money is obviously important um, to launch a men's grooming or skincare brand. Um, you know, you, you're talking probably half a million pounds investment easily, um, and and I've I've managed to invest um, all of our family savings, which um, to the concern of my other half um, so far, which is is a lot more than that. Um, so it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, I'm not saying there aren't ways you can do it more cost-effectively. Um, I know a startup in Cheltenham who um, is actually. I've started mentoring in a small way um, who makes her own um, female skincare products in her kitchen, um, which is a lovely little range. Um, She's self-taught to formulate the product. Um, So, yeah, it can be done on a smaller scale, uh, but I think you've got to be prepared for um, cash. You need cash. And that's one of the challenges. Um, it's actually the challenge we have at the moment. Um, so um, we, we're out for our first uh, Crowdcube um, investment round, um, selling um, between 5 and 10% equity of the business, because we just need more cash to fund all the orders we're getting, which is a nice problem to have. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a, a misunderstanding or misperception a lot of people have that cash doesn't necessarily mean a business is in trouble. You need cash to expand. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every new retailer that we take on, um, so for instance, uh, last week um, we had two new retailers uh, confirm orders. One was uh, Priceline in Australia, which is the biggest drugstore chain in Australia, and the other one was um, Shoppers Drug Mart in Canada, which is also a very large chain of shops. Um, they both want to order enough product to fill 500 stores and the shelves. Um, and you're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds. So um, the problem we have is that we have to fund that stock and also we have to hold extra stock. Um, and the lead time on production is three to four months. So you don't have to be Einstein to work out that um once you've you've done that, and then you give the retailer credit, um, which again is compulsory, uh, you you start to run out of cash very quickly, and it is the biggest danger of any business. Um, mm. I know your growth so far has been kind of exponential, but any challenges along the way? I mean, inevitably. And if so, how Lots do you deal? With, how do you deal with them? <laughs> how, how do you deal with those little road bumps? Or keep calm, bumps? keep calm, and carry on. <laughs> um, uh, I used to get in a real panic when things went wrong but um i think with age it, it teaches you to um just accept that not everything is going to go right in a business um and it's just a part of running a business uh so one example would be that um 
um, we we um, fell out with our first manufacturer within um, six months of starting business um, and um, had nowhere to make our product, which was a bit of a problem. So, um, you know, that was a fairly pick, stressful pick situation. Pick your fights wisely. Then. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and, um, but we, but, you know, I, I, um, looked and searched very fast for a new manufacturer and we, and we found, um, a new factory that had the belief in, belief in me, I suppose, um, more than anything, um, and backed us and gave us credit and, um, still do to this day. So, you know, they've, they've been very, um, loyal, even when we didn't have a credit rating, um, and, and uh, I'm repaying that with with my loyalty to them. Do you think Do you think passion and belief in what you do helps? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you've just got a business plan, I mean, no, absolutely, yeah, and and um, you know, determination, perseverance, and um, uh, don't take no for an answer because there's been a lot of no's along the way, and more than a bit of skin in the game as well. Yes, yeah, right, good absolutely. for you. Um, why do you think there's been such a a boom in male grooming products and the way men go about um, looking after themselves. Is that to do with social media, the internet? Is it, is it a change in um, the way people see things? What do you put that down to? Because it has been, you know, fairly significant growth in the market, hasn't it? Very significant. Um, we, we, I had the idea at exactly the right moment. So we've, we've been riding the crest of, of, of this growth um, for the last three years. Uh, sorry. We only launched the brand um, 20 months ago, which is not a very long time. It feels like 20 years ago, but um, um, we, we're riding the crest. Um, and I think it's a combination of things. I think, firstly, um, you know, the bigger brands have, have, have started um, trying to educate men and obviously grow sales in this category. Um, so Gillette obviously done a, a you know, made a lot of money with razors but then um the trend of beards came round um and um smaller brands like us have taken advantage of it quicker than Gillette did um and um men are also more concerned about their skin um you know no longer want to put um SLS which is sodium lauryl sulfate on their face which is the same stuff they put in detergent so um you know, we've taken advantage of that fully. I knew there was something I've been doing wrong all these years. <laughs> um, do, do you think men are more comfortable and more open about uh, personal grooming these days? Absolutely, yes, hundred <laughs> um, percent. They'll tell you they're not, but um, I, I've just got back from Lisbon for a four-day holiday with my friends, and um, one of the main topics of the the, the conversation was uh, about moisturisers and eye creams and. Uh, um, ideas for new products so it, it's in quite incredible how how quickly men are saying well it's not embarrassing anymore to to want nice looking skin when i'm 50 60 years old rather than wrinkly skin mm. um and, and healthy skin also sun damage as well is a big topic um which you know i'm i'm bald um and and get burnt in about three minutes um so it's something that you know we're we're soon to launch a, an SPF product, but really um, launching products is easy. I just launch things I would use myself. So, and my wife um, 
test them. And now she seems to be using them. So gone are the days of a, a man stealing a woman's moisturiser. It's actually the other way around with orchids and brimble. And we get this feedback all the time on our social media. Well, I have to confess, your phone will have ka-chinged a few times because I'm I'm one of your customers. <laughs> you may Good. not know that. Fantastic. Um, where do you think male grooming will go that it hasn't already? Is there still growth in the market? Uh, absolutely. Loads more growth. Loads more growth. Um, I can't give away all my trade secrets. No, course, uh, but no. <laughs> um, definitely um, male cosmetics is apparently one of the uh, big growth areas for the for the next sort of five, ten years. Um, I can't see myself putting eyeliner on, but certainly, um, you know, a tinted moisturiser, definitely. Um so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of growth there. And I think also, um, you know, there's other products like um, someone showed me a, a sweat patch product the other day, um, which you think, my gosh, who's going to buy a sweat patch? But actually, there's a real need for it. And uh, there's some other brands that uh, cater for other areas of men's bodies, but we haven't quite ventured that far yet. Tell us a little bit about some of the other businesses then, if you could. What what was, I mean, sounds like you've got your hands full with just that one. Hundred percent. What about yeah. what about the others and why? Um, so we when we started, um, when I left my last job, um, I woke up and had no job and wondered what on earth I was going to do to to keep income coming in for the family, which is a worrying time for anybody who's in, been in that position, um, and um, decided to start a um, distribution business, um, much like I'd done before. But um, one of my, apparently one of my skill sets is um, spotting new trends. Um, So I walk for hours and hours around trade shows and shops and all over the world and spot new things that haven't been spotted before. Um, So one of those was a brand called Bondi Sands, which is an Australian fake tan product. Um, and I um, am still involved with that brand um, and help launch that brand in the UK, which now is the number one self-tan brand in the UK after only sort of four or five years. So spotting those products that are going to work um, is, is something I'm good at. So now we have only about six brands on our Spark Brands Limited business, um, but they're all niche and they're all new to market. Some are from Australia a couple from America. And the others? Spark Brands USA Inc. Um, is our American distribution business. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm good at spending money. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, um, people keep telling me um, launching a business in the US is, is, is not a simple thing to do, but I think the reason was twofold. One was... Um, we were frustrated. I was frustrated because I couldn't find a distributor in the US that could do a good job for us. Um, and the US is a is quite a a, a difficult market um, for for our sector. Um, so I thought, oh, sod it, I'll just set up my own. Uh, so yeah, that that that's um, exciting. Um, and some of these things are just growing um, fantastically well. Uh, we now deliver to 1200 um store target stores weekly uh, in the US so uh, with several products so yeah and all the while your phone is kitchening yes <laughs> yes i mean my focus definitely on my own brand um because um you know you're building your own ip 
your own baby. Um, you have control mm. of everything. You've described yourself as a creative. Mm-hmm. How do you balance creativity with the the daily routines and disciplines? I mean, you clearly to have four businesses and all the all the plates spinning that you've got spinning, Stephen. You must have daily disciplines or routines. Um, we just kind of make it. Up I mean, I'm a creative. I'm a creative. Um, I studied um, automotive design and product design at university. Obviously, so <laughs> um, I'm much better with a with a paintbrush or a, or a, or a um, rendering pen than I am running businesses. I, I, in from an accounts perspective, um, but um, I think it's said probably said many many times before you need to find the right people the right formula of people in your business um i rely upon um my um accounts people to look after the accounts because i'm not brilliant with numbers um i rely upon uh, my sales director to look after the sales because i haven't got the same drive and um perseverance he has which you really need to to be able to deal with these big retailers um to get listed in the first place um and then i have um we outsource a lot of the stuff we're not good at so logistics warehousing trucking is not my forte so we outsource it um design to some extent is you know packaging design we outsource so there's lots of things and what that's meant is we can keep our headcount low but our quality of staff is um second to none how do you how do you delegate that's that's a challenge that a lot of people in business have you've you've already alluded to the fact that you recognize your own strengths and clearly they are you know they get they've got you to where you've got to but how how easy or difficult is it to hand over the reins to somebody in respect of accounts or sales is is that challenging and if so how do you deal with it i think delegating is only a problem if you're not confident in your staff. Um, if you've got good people, then delegating is easy. Um, I, 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 you know, I can send a, an email or, well, we're, we send WhatsApps a lot within the business just to try and reduce the crazy number of emails. But um, if I send a WhatsApp for a request, I know it's done. I don't even have to worry about it ever again. So mm. um, that's all about quality of staff, in my opinion. How have the businesses changed you over the years? You clearly developed as a person. What what's the Stephen Short of yesteryear compared to the Stephen Short of today? What have you learned along the way? What what's changed? Um, I think you. I think you just um, you naturally gain more experience. But I think probably the one thing that I've definitely definitely got better at in the last three years is um, networking and and listening. And you know I, I've. I actively seek out interesting people such as your yourself um, to to get ideas from and 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 learn more. Um, and that that for me, it's a bit like going back to school, but it's school for entrepreneurs. If you if you can meet those people and have a, I have a you know I have a mentor. I could have ten possibly, but um, you know meet those people and learn. Um, that's the most exciting thing for me. When you're dealing with um, a growing business in a booming market, inevitably everyone else sees your success and they want to pile into a market and take advantage of some of that market opportunity. How do you how do you deal with competition? 
do you, are you are you minded to keep growing your product range? Are you going to stay quite focused? How do you innovate? Because there are specific challenges, aren't there, in a market that everyone wants to infiltrate? Absolutely. Um, when we launched the product, when we launched the product, um, one of the things I I said was, let's just do something different. Um, the whole market, and and is even more now, is is. It's got loads of hipster kind of um, Shoreditch East London style products, a um, lot of tattoos on the advertising, a la David Beckham, et cetera, <laughs> who has his own range now. Um, and I just felt that, you know, let's that, go more West London than East London was my one of my expressions. Um, and just do something different to everybody else. And I think that's absolutely crucial. Um, even the pricing we did different. So we priced our products at £9.00. In the middle, you know, you can buy a, a twenty-pound, thirty-pound um, Clinique product, or, or a um, three or four-pound, or even less Gillette product, and I just felt that there was a less um, congestion in that price um, arena. So we did something different, and then, um, and now I'm still everything we do. I just say, well, let's just do it different to everybody else has done it if we can, and we are every day. Um, I've got um, another sort of two business plans that I'm hopefully going to, um, all related to Hawkins and Brimble, I might point out. Um, I was going to say, hoping, is it four wasn't no, enough? No, 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 no. <laughs> Sticking with, uh, focusing on this brand. Um, but we've we've got some amazing uh, marketing ideas and we're really good at, I think we're, we're as much a marketing company as we are a manufacturer. Mm. So where what do you see happening next for the business? Where are you? Where are you heading? We're growing globally. Um, we've got demand from every part of the globe at the moment. Um, and, you know, we're not resting on our laurels, but it it is an unusual position to be in for a brand that's so new. Um, and I think really the next 12 months is going to be about focusing on those countries. I'm going to have to do a lot of travel, I think. So is my team. Um, and focus on really making sure that those products uh, not only land on the shelves but leave the shelves, and and that's a real challenge, marketing challenge. And I think, you know, I've I've just got a new marketing manager who um, is a digital expert. So I think I think we've got a really good team now in place to to take that forward in all these markets. And believe me, it's uh, it's it's a big challenge. So you've mentioned price point mm-hmm. um, and cleverly you've positioned yourself as neither the most expensive nor the cheapest because uh, we know what all the all the issues that go with those. What what other things define a successful product such as Hawkins and Brimble? Because, you know, it's a fantastic range. I can speak from experience. What what are the other things that, that make a, a successful product? I, I think you need to grab a sample or two out of the bag um, just next to you because I bought you some samples um, to, oh, to convert you. Um, uh, I always have a bag of samples everywhere I go, which is a bit sad. But um, I think quality... Uh, Listen, y- if you can't carry your own bag through the streets of London, there's something <laughs> wrong. So It's quality. Um, we, as I said to you, um, you know, my wife and I and, and multiple friends and family um, test the product before we launch anything. And, um, you know, we... I just can't let a product leave um, the factory that isn't amazing. And I think, you know, that's been, you know, that's a testament to being a stubborn what's it 
Um, the chemists hate me because I send the product back sort of five to ten times before it's signed off. But um, it's it's all about quality. If you if your person buys your product and it's not good, uh, they'll never buy it again, especially when it's more expensive than everybody else's. So um, a testament to that is we've won lots of awards already. So we won gold for our face wash and the Pure Beauty Awards, silver for our shaving cream. We're shortlisted for the GQ Awards for our new moisturiser. And we're up for probably another three or four awards this year. And that's all relating to product quality. And and they're tough, tough things to win, that's for sure. Uh, what's, what's, the, what's the greatest experience, greatest win, greatest failure you've had so far? Well, let's not call it a failure. What's the greatest challenge and the greatest win you've had you've had so far? I think the greatest challenge is is um, running out of money. Um, no, you know, no one likes having to go to your wife and um, daughter and say, "Look, I'm sorry, but we just, you know, we just can't do that thing, that holiday, or or that shopping trip anymore um, because I spent all the money." I think that is the biggest challenge for me, and. I, and I, I yearn for the day that I don't have that in the back of my head. I think the, the greatest success, um, I'm pretty proud to have been shortlisted for um, Entrepreneur of the Year um, for the Duke of York Lloyds Awards um, this year. Um, and uh, I think one of, um, one of seven people in the country um, shortlisted. So um, I'm, you know, even if I don't win, it's it's a great achievement. When do we hear about that? Um it's on the thirteenth um, of November. Okay. Yeah, but we don't want to jinx it. So right. So I have a, a, a one very important question to ask you, Stephen, because we ask all our guests this question. Um, now you've packed in an awful lot in a relatively short period of time, but knowing all the things that you know now, if you were giving advice to your younger self with all the ups and the downs and the challenges and the difficulties and the successes along the way, what, what piece of advice would you give to yourself as a younger man? I don't think I can give one. I'd, I'd have to just say, and, and I'm afraid they're, they're um, a fairly ordinary answer, but um, I'd say perseverance, um, you know, never give up uh, because, you know, today might be feel like a disaster, but go to bed the next day. Um, things somehow sort themselves out um, and um, keep it lean. My dad always says, always wear a light backpack, which I remember that expression to this day. Um, and, you know, just don't think about having an office. We don't have an office. Uh, people look at me with horror when I say that, but all of us work from home. We meet twice a month um, in a really nice hotel. We have lovely lunch. And actually it's been great. You have to, make sure you've got the right type of staff who will work from home who can who can um don't mind the the sort of the solitude but um keep it lean because you can spend money ever so easily and if you're not sell, selling enough you're going to have big trouble mm. and finally be a gentleman uh, the the brand um values are, are treat others how you'd like to be treated yourself one thing I'm very interested to know about is how do we find out more about Stephen Short, Hawkins and Brimble and all the other amazing things you're doing? Um, if you go to our uh, website, um, hawkinsandbrimble.co.uk, you'll see um, all of our new products. And um, we have a very useful uh, blog called The Lounge, which is um, a great place for guys to 
check out uh, new grooming tips, um, fashion, cars, um, just everything guys are interested in. Um, also, we are collaborating with 20th Century Fox um, shortly with the new Bohemian Rhapsody movie um, with Freddie Mercury. Um, and we'll have six limited edition products in Sainsbury's and Waitrose um, shortly, uh, which all of those diehard Queen fans such as myself can uh, go and buy. Well done. One, um, one final word. I think it's only appropriate given uh, how important she's been in this process mm-hmm. to your wife, because it's, you know, any successful person is going to say they've got a great support network and you've already mentioned your staff, but it sounds like this woman, your, your daughter, um, daughter, children. Yeah. I've got a, a, a um, five-year-old. Okay. Yes. So obviously they, they've put up with a few things along the way, had to make a few sacrifices. Is that important to have a, yeah, oh, usually, network. usually. Um, I think um, when I when I decided to quit my last job, um, my wife said, "Are you sure you want to quit?" And I think she was very worried um, because I had, a, you know, a very healthy income. Um, but boy, has she stuck by me with it, um, and so has my daughter. I mean, the the, the the and also the fact that I work from home, um, I think sometimes drives her completely mad. Um, having to shush everybody when I'm on an important business call or um, when I'm last minute panicked to um, get some mock-up samples out and my wife and daughter are packing um, 100 bottles into boxes for me to help. Um, I think that, you know, that's, uh, that's amazing to uh, have, a, have a family like that. Okay, well, good for you. Onwards and upwards, certainly on a personal note and on behalf of everyone listening, I wish you continued success in your business, Stephen. Um, Long may it continue. Thank you very much. Very kind. Thank you. That was the Sandro Forte podcast and my thanks to Stephen Short, a real entrepreneur. There are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks, so please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some more tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's Podcast. That's Sandro's with an S. Same on all channels. And we'd love to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or whatever motivates you. So please email me hello at sandrospodcast.com. And if you can, please leave a review on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Thank you. Thank you.